You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm doing well, thanks, Karen. I hope all is well at Spice Radio. We're doing very well, Charlie. Excited for the weekend, as always. Now, Charlie, there's one story that everybody, I think, wants to know the answer to, but we're still waiting. The World Health Organization votes today on whether to declare the pandemic as over. So this is interesting, because what is this going to mean before, you know, if it's declared over or whether, you know, they continue to call it an emergency? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question, because they've said... Um, back in September, that the end of the COVID pandemic was in sight. So that's an indication that this has been on the radar screen. Um, and it's partly, it was partly related to the reduction in deaths um, from March 2020 uh, until, you know, September, the weekly death total by September 5th had reached 11,118. It's, these, these death figures are, are questionable in a way because there has been tremendous research in terms of the um, undocumented deaths that have occurred and, and whether those, raising questions, whether those have been related to COVID. And then other things that COVID creates uh, problems with the immune system and whether that's linked to heart attacks and uh, strokes that are not attributed as COVID deaths. But... At the same time, I think um, this pandemic, we're coming up on year three now and uh, in March, because it was March 15th, 2000, that that the pandemic was declared. So uh, we'll see what happens today, but I think um, it's quite possible that that, uh, they may decide to say it's over and then uh, it'll be endemic, which means we still have COVID. It still kills people. Um, and people should be vaccinated and and taking proper precautions. You know, one of the concerns I was hearing, Charlie, especially those who are part of, you know, doing research on the vaccine and making them better, their worry is that, okay, if they cancel this emergency, one of the consequences could be that there would be less funding towards vaccines. And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's uh, certainly a possibility. I think the pandemic has a way of focusing the um, minds of, of policymakers in ways that just having a disease doesn't do that. And we've seen it, you know, with things like tuberculosis or, or malaria, like that we've got all sorts of serious problems in the world. And, and but at the same time, um, a pandemic is also something that is kind of defined as, as a disease that exists everywhere and there's there's a whole bunch of um you know it's an epidemic of an infectious disease that is spread across a large region uh, multiple continents are worth worldwide um and that's certainly the case here um you do get it you know with seasonal influenza and things like that but um and it's not that pandemics are unheard of because there has been a smallpox pandemic, for instance, uh, the Black Death, known as the plague, um, apparently killed you know up to 200 million people in the 14th century. Um, so these are great historical events, but um, this one uh, was quite freaky, I think, for a lot of us because we weren't used to this in our in, in the contemporary world. 
exactly. So let's wait and see. That decision should be coming any minute, I have a feeling. Now, Charlie, BC broke a record. I don't think this is a record we're too proud of here, but we got some data by the Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. And they said BC continues to be the most expensive place to be a renter in the country. We have topped the list. I mean, what do you make of this news? Yeah, it's uh, what they said was, and these are purpose-built housing, so it's not condos and it's not basement suites. These are apartment blocks, that type of, you know, three-story or or larger that uh, CMHC looks at, and that's the Federal Housing Agency, Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation. And so basically they said average rents for two-bedroom purpose-built apartments in Vancouver were 2002 that's for the region, not the city of Vancouver, compared to 1779 in Toronto. So Vancouver was the highest. Um, and the other thing that that was troubling is it's much more expensive than that when you move into a suite. So if somebody's looking for a two-bedroom, well, now it might be up to 2800 or something. And um, but but because of rent control that we have from the provincial government that uh, existing buildings, if you live in a building long enough, um, your rent is is capped and at a certain percentage per year, and that means uh, you're, you're not at the market level. So that brings down the average. So when you hear the figure 2002 for a two-bedroom, it's actually much higher for people who are looking, and, and that's particularly difficult for uh New people moving to the to the region, and for young people who are leaving their parents' home, and uh, people starting families because sometimes you want to switch to a bigger apartment, but you don't want to leave your existing place because you're just going to be paying so much higher. So it's a major public policy problem we're facing. I've been very encouraged by the provincial government's response in that. Um, Housing Minister Robbie Callan and the Premier David Eby are very keen to increase the supply, which I think is part of the biggest challenge. You want the right type of housing as well. But also, they seem to be willing to lean on municipalities if the municipalities don't go along with this. So they've got this stick um, at their disposal because municipalities are a creature of of the provincial government and the provincial government can exercise a whole lot of control over municipal governments. So I think the focus on supply, we saw a record number of uh, purpose-built apartments um, built in the past year, uh, in recent years. So there are encouraging signs, but at the same time, we're seeing migration increase, immigration increase, and there's also just the household formation um, rate, and that can have an impact. And we're seeing international students coming back after the pandemic, so that's putting some upward pressure on the rental market as well. And Charlie, add to it, add to the mix, the mortgage rates, which have again been increased so i say that you know and then you have the argument from the landowners who use their units as mortgage helpers that they cannot afford to pay the mortgage and hence they are forced to increase the rent so how do we find a balance in all this well this is part of the problem because with the interest rates going up to to curb inflation it can actually 
be inflationary on the on on rents in particular because another thing is people who might be ready to buy they see these mortgage rates go up uh they can't borrow as much um in terms of the amount of interest that they have to pay and so they decide to continue renting when they might have bought and that would have freed up their place and uh, you know taken a bit of pressure off the housing market but they're not buying uh when the when the sales go down as they have in the past year quite sharply that means more people are holding on to the in many cases their apartments and then that further constricts the rental market which then contributes to inflation so some people like you know you take someone like Elizabeth Warren the senator in the US she's worried about continuing with these interest rate increases because uh people who are hurt the most are often often tenants. Yeah. That's so true, Charlie. And I think this is going to be an ongoing conversation right here. Now, Charlie, finally, here on The Morning Buzz, we are very excited because the film Patan is finally out. This is Shah Rukh Khan's big comeback after five years, finally, he's here. And I know, Charlie, you're interested in going to see the movie Patan, isn't it? Yeah, I was planning on going to it today, but now I hear the, the problem is... I'm a big fan of Shah Rukh, and I even, unlike some people, I like his recent movies as well. I thought Race was great. Uh, Zero, I thought was interesting, um, and the uh, fan was kind of creepy and spooky <laughs> in a way. And 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 so so Shah Rukh was going in in different directions as he was trying to sort out what do you do when you're getting too old to be a leading man. Plus, is you know he'd have these roles smaller roles in uh, in other films but i think um to see him return to the theater is is great news and uh i'm i'm looking forward to seeing it so uh, you probably know what it is <laughs> action thriller and uh all of that but um we haven't seen shark uh in a leading role in in quite a while and and, and i i can't wait and charlie you know he's created history of sorts because one is that uh, you know it's a comeback film for him number two he's created records with the opening uh, they've it's made hundreds of crores 100 i think i, oh, I think it's stunning. Yeah. yeah so f- i think worldwide they've really hit uh, hit it out of the park and then number 3 the boycott gang right we have uh, had these uh, trolls who have been really after bollywood for no rhyme or reason boycotting films and it had had been trending on twitter as well and it was just some sort of harassment for the industry so they have been like really told to shut up because yeah. king khan is ruling the roost in fact even a good friend kangana ranaut <laughs> oh my god. Well, too is oh, yeah. she had something I, nice to I've say. I've had some sympathy for Shark with his son and and that whole episode. I don't think people were sufficiently sympathetic to, you know, addiction being an illness and and a lot of fingers were being pointed at him as a parent for what what is the the problems that his child got into and i think um i would have preferred a more enlightened view of the situation so i i just wish him the best with this and it sounds like you know he's got a blockbuster on his hands oh, 100%. and uh, i can't wait to see it <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think the other thing that I can't get over is Charlie. I mean, he's 57 years old. And one of the things that everybody is talking about is the fact that he has an eight pack. Okay. <laughs> like to be that fit, that is like something to celebrate right yeah. there. We've got one. <laughs> We've only got one pack over here. <laughs> Charlie, thank you so much for your time. As always, we really appreciate it. You have a wonderful oh, it's weekend. Oh, my pleasure. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Bye.